Test, 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 test. I don't know how high to put it anymore. This is okay. I can hear it, yeah. Might be too low for the recording. I'll <laughs> have to boost the volume. <laughs> we'll just whisper the whole show and I'll just put the volume really <laughs> loud. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd sound that'd sound weird though, right? If you if yeah. you, oh yeah, because everyone, everyone sounds really, yeah, everyone would be really, really yeah, it'd be really distracting, and you could hear all the background noise because I'd have to boost the yeah. audio. Here's an hour of the wall clock ticking. <laughs> Welcome to the Tuesday ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving all this in the recording. Yeah, I have to leave it in. Oh god, I hate that. Yuck. I don't know how people listen to that. You know, there's people who get off on like the chewing sound. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith made a video of him doing ASMR when As he's a rolling a joint. Silent yeah, yeah. Silent, As Bob. silent Bob. Because he was, doesn't speak. I watched it. It was kinda of genius though. Yeah, but I, maybe I just don't get ASMR. No, but, but you have to have the, his was a joke, pro- though. His was a yeah, parody. Yeah, you have to have proper headphones on because, like, the sounds yeah. go, like... Yeah. It, it was just a bit... The special microphones gross. are, like, 360... Yeah. 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 So, you, you get ones, like, the hairdressers and they go... Snip, 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 snip. Yeah, that's disgusting yeah. as well. Um, no. Anyway, welcome to the Tuesday review. <laughs> hey, I'm not... Sorry, I'm not kink-shaming anyone. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're no, not no. kink-shaming anyone. Welcome to the Tuesday kink-shame. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan. I'm James. And I'm Callum. And tonight no, no. we... I'm James. I'm Callum. I'm Nathan. Welcome <laughs> to the Tuesday Review. Anyway, tonight <laughs> we are reviewing... Well, our main review is Ready yeah, or Not. talking about Ready or Not. Um, but we also saw Dolomite. Yeah, we'll talk oh, about that a bit later. Experienced Dolomite. <laughs> yeah. Experienced Dolomite. Um, Dolomite is my name. And fucking up motherfuckers is my game. <laughs> so good. Bitch, are you for real? <laughs> for real. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so we saw Ready or Not last night. Yeah, and it, it, it was all right. Full spoilers. Uh, wait, before we get into full spoilers, I just want to say, like, I didn't really know anything about this movie yeah, going. We in. went in blind, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I, I heard, saw a few article headlines saying that it was good. I knew the basic premise. I saw the, uh, the trailer. Yeah, the I didn't see of... the trailer. You didn't see the trailer. No, but I saw the poster with her with the gun and the wedding dress. And so, uh, I, like, I was kind of like, this might actually be really good. Like, it might be one of those sleeper movies where you're like, no one knows where it's coming until it's out there. And yeah. then you're like, whoa, that was really cool. Unfortunately, it left uh, much to be desired on my yeah, look, my feeling. I, I've seen worse movies, but I've seen much better movies. Yeah, um, it, it, it was, was good. Okay. It was good. Like, I enjoyed I w- it. I might watch it again in the future. But yeah, it was just... I went in with no expectations because I didn't particularly want to see it. I was just like, well... It's yeah. a movie I haven't seen. It was after work. I was like, I'll go see a movie. I yeah. love going to see movies. Even if the movie's bad, at least I like being at the cinema. Yeah. So anyway, you like eating your lollies. <laughs> he, he can eat them in the dark. <laughs> that's right. No one sees. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, that's right. Shame. Shame. Especially since I don't sell. <laughs> no shame in the dark. They don't, yeah, they don't sell my favorite brand of lollies in supermarkets anymore. <laughs> you have to get them. You have to get like $10 packets at the cinema. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, worth hey, every, but that's wor- cinema pricing. Worth every diabetic cent. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> so I went in with no expectations. I thought it was pretty good. I, I, yeah. I like it was, but I knew the premise, mm. and I was like, "Well, this is going to be kind of like standard fair." Yeah. No, it kind of like it wasn't the best, but it, it was better than my expectations. So that added an extra layer of enjoyment for me. Yeah, I thought the cinematography was actually quite oh, nice yeah. at times. Yeah, I, we'll go into spoilers yeah. now because we'll actually like go into it. But yeah, if you haven't seen Ready or Not. Full spoiler warning. Worth a watch just to just to see it if it's if you're into like yeah. action thrillers. Yeah, it's not too bad. I wouldn't call it a horror movie. 
It's a thriller, yeah. yeah. If you're into like kind of like bloody thrillers, it's, yeah. it's worth well, a watch. Well, actually, we'll talk about that later as well. I feel like they should have leaned more in the horror. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, like you were saying, it, I think it looks really nice yeah. for the most part. It looks part. really crisp. Yeah. I think my problem was because it all takes place during night and mostly with the power out or outside where there's no light. It's a very dark movie. It's very dark, but then there's shaky cam in mm. some places. So I was kind of... Two of like, my most hated things. Yeah. And I was just kind of like... <laughs> there's oh, no CGI shit flying everywhere though, so... Yeah, but it's like the, <laughs> the movie looks so nice and then the camera starts wobbling and oh. then everything goes dark. And then the lights and, go <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. Like <laughs> they were almost shame. there because yeah. it looked... Otherwise, like the costume design is really nice and the... The the set design and the the generally the lighting's nice because yeah. it's all like candlelight kind of thing, and then they just kind of ruin it, you know. But yeah, otherwise it looked really. Nice. I like the, all the cast members. Samara, yeah. I like Samara Weaving. Um, she's she although yeah, she, Hugo Weaving's daughter. I I didn't make those connections until our friend Rafael told me. Oh, okay. I, I made the connection when I saw her face and I was like, <laughs> "Is Hugo Weaving in dread, <laughs> Mister Anderson?" <laughs> and then she smiled yes. and I was like. Because I just watched the Matrix yeah, trilogy, yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, Smith." <laughs> no, but she she's actually really good in this. Yeah, 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 she's getting big now. She started off like you know, like Home and Away, I think, and like she's like Margot Robbie success story. She's getting bigger now. Um, yeah, everyone else is really good. Adam Brody's my spirit animal. Oh yeah, the, yeah. He's so good. the drunk brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah he plays Daniel Ledomas. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we should say what it's about as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, Samara Weaving plays... Um, Grace. Yeah, Grace Lindemars. Well, yeah. Um, she yeah, hasn't been she gets taken married, the name yet. Yeah. She gets married at the start of the movie. Uh, her name is Grace. And she's joining an illustrious, you know, sort of billionaire family. Uh, yeah. The, heir, the heirs or the... The sort of the legacy of the Ledomas board games, or are they called yeah. Ledomas? Board it's games? a gaming it's, enterprise. It's, yeah, it's like a board gaming and. But they also own like sports teams. Yeah, and they're like a like billionaire that. family. Yeah. yeah, wealthy. She marries into this wealthy family, and on her wedding night, they tell her it's the, tradition that everyone joining the family has to play a game. Yeah, because so they're you, all a bit mad with board games. And yeah, stuff. and it's like you have to do it. You can't break tradition, kind of thing. And you you pick a card, and any. Whatever game's written on the card, you play it. You don't have to win. You just have to play it Yeah. before the night's through. Yeah, before dawn. Yeah. What she doesn't know is that there is one card called hide and seek, which if you pick it, you have to play hide and seek. But the goal of the family members is to kill you. So you have to... And that's to... allegedly the only bad card in the Yeah. yeah. So the a- apparently... Like they say in the movie that it's like only it's only happened once before in the last thirty years. Yeah. So it's not like and, it's like and it's we not see a, a flashback of that in the sort of the start yeah. of the film. Yeah. And like other family members have had like chess and yeah. stuff like that. It's not like every time someone marries into the family that they get murdered because that wouldn't be, make any sense. Because then there'd be no yeah. family left over at the yeah. end of it. Really. So it's like you know sometimes yeah all you have to do is play chess or checkers or whatever. But on this night she picks the hide and seek card. And finds out that the family's trying to kill her with all these antique weapons. Because the whole thing is you have to kill her as the great-grandfather would have done in his time. Yeah. So, like, old-timey weapon, like, old-timey guns Crossbows. that you kind of have to put the yeah, gunshot. The, I'm um, assuming it's either they're fake bullets or do you have to do gunshot with, like, the no, 1800? No, 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 they were real a, guns. Like, yeah. they weren't, like, old-timey. It, 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 um, wasn't, it, wasn't like, um, it wasn't like a flintlock kind of okay. thing. It was, like... Because it's it like eighteen, like late eighteen hundreds. Because so okay, they had yeah. like shells Just normal and stuff. rifles. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, but like stuff. Crossbows. Yeah, yeah. You can't use um like Machine cell SMGs. phones. <laughs> yeah, they they turn off the security cameras. It's like yeah, it's like a traditional yeah. kind of yeah. And yeah, it's like 
you'd think that would be like a cat and mouse game where she's like going through the house trying to get out and trying to get away from him. But it quickly just becomes her kind of just hiding a lot, running away, and the family kind of plodding around the house, not really Slowly knowing what to do. While they kill each other by accident. Yeah, but that's another problem I have with the movie is... So there's the rich family who this is their tradition, and then there's Grace who's, you know, from, an, I guess, uh, poorer background. She's raised in foster care or whatever. They're called so she's, peasants, James. <laughs> so she's coming into the family, and so you've got these, you know, evil rich people, quite, you know, to air quotes. But one of my problems with the movie is they don't lean too heavily on that. Like, they should have really leaned on the whole, like, evil rich people, like, gluttonous you know, greedy... Kind of black magic Satanist Yeah, like, they should have really doubled down on the, like... Soul-selling. The wickedness. Yeah, because the characters, they're all kind of just bumbling idiots, like, who accidentally kill the maids. And that's another problem I have with the movie, is most of the kills for the first half of the movie are the maids and the butler. The sort of, yeah, the... So it's like, the poor people get... And I'm like, are they making a statement where the, the, the help gets hurt? In place of the rich people, it's probably because they're more felt, expendable than the primary yeah, characters. But I, yeah, I felt the writers just didn't want to kill off their primary main, yeah, primary character, which I felt was a mistake. Yeah, like I feel like if you're going to make a movie about a bunch of rich people trying to kill a poor person, the poor person when they fight back, there sh- sh- there needs to be weight. Yeah, I feel like it should have been more of a Home Alone, Die Hard kind of thing where she's trapped in this big mansion and there are all these rich people running. I feel like maybe there should have been more rich relatives. Yeah. Like, then that way there's more people to kill. You could also have more dynamics between them as well. Yeah. And they sh- and then she should have, like, not deliberately tried to kill them because you don't want to portray her as a killer as well, but she's kind of forced into fighting back and, you know, yeah. kills them. And also they should have been more archetypal. Like, there's a character, Fitch, who's, like, kind of fatter guy who's, like, you know bit of an idiot i mean they're all kind of idiots but you know like in their own way they should have really doubled down on that made him really fat and just made him eating all the time and, and he could yeah. have spent the whole movie on the toilet yeah <laughs> that, that was actually funny when he's on the toilet and i was like it would be really funny if he's just on there the whole movie but yeah, <laughs> yeah. um they should have really gone like there should have been the the daughter should have been really obsessed with her looks all the time and she should have been like really plastic surgery really exaggerated like yeah. exaggerated plastic surgery they sh- the father should have already, always been talking about the bottom line and profits and you know his company but they don't really do that no. it's just like they're a bunch of rich people they're kind of dumb they don't really know how to use the weapons they've never really done this before and then all the maids and butler get killed by kind of by accident um, and Grace kind of gets, like, thrown through this gauntlet of horrors and gets, you know, beaten and cut and shot and just horrible, horrible things happen to yeah. her. And But she kind of lacks agency. She doesn't really do anything. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, they make her run away, like, all yeah. the time, which I understand. Like, again, but... like, I understand they don't want to make her into a killing machine, but it's just, like, the... The movie doesn't live up to the premise and it doesn't live up to the poster with her in the wedding gown with the, like, elephant gun, you know. And, like, there's a bit in the movie where where she kind of looks herself in the mirror and she's got, like, the bandolier of ammunition and the wedding dress and the gun and she's like, Jesus. And I was like, cool, this is the moment where she's going to fight back and, you know, it's going to become, like, a diehard situation. 
and immediately the, <laughs> the am- guns useless. Yeah, the guns yeah. useless and she gets like, you know, just back to where she was. And there's actually before that, um, she's got her she takes her high heels off so she can walk around more freely and without, you know, more silently. And I was like, Oh cool, they're doing maybe a diehard thing where she's gonna be barefoot in this house and so that could pose a threat to herself. If she goes outside, that could be a problem. But no, the next scene, she puts on sneakers. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, if she's putting on the sneakers and she gets the gun, they're gearing her up to fight back. No, then she loses that. So, you know, it's like every time something, an interesting development happens, they take it away from her so she can be more of a victim. And she never really overcomes that until the very, very end where Deus Ex Machina kind of saves her. Yeah. I feel like this movie, the premise is interesting. They should have just really doubled down on the evil rich people chasing around their house. Cat and mouse, like really like her trying to home alone her way out of the situation. I think that it would have been more interesting if instead of using the weapons, she did have to like make booby traps in the house. Yeah. That'd be cool. Like, but like, obviously you, like, like I said, like you don't want to turn her into a killing yeah. machine. And also there have been movies before like Rambo and Die Hard where you've got a experienced person who knows how to use guns and, and make traps or whatever. And they've got you like, you've got like your next, which is a horror movie that subverts the whole, uh, final girl kind of thing where it's like, she's not a helpless victim. She's actually like a really good survivalist kind of thing. So that's been done before. But it's more interesting when you've got a character who's smart and who can use their environment. And it's more interesting when you've got a filmmaker or a writer or a director who can say, oh, well, what if she improvised this weapon? Or what if she hid in this unusual place? What happens in the movies, she just kind of tiptoes around, gets caught in some bad situations. It's not really interesting, you know? It doesn't live yeah. up to the premise of she's being chased around the house mm. by rich people with guns. And it's not, but that's like, and it's, it's, it could have been even more exciting than that because it's not just rich people with guns. It's, it's rich Satanist people yeah. with guns. And that's the other thing. They should have, like, they should have, like, turned the characters into archetypes and doubled down on the whole, like, greedy rich people being the bad guys. They should have, as they are in real life, they should have um, doubled down on the whole Satanist thing, on the whole, most dangerous game tradition, yeah. hunting humans, you know, they should have doubled down on the curse, the family curse. And especially, I think, after the movie, we we're talking about the the box that contains yeah. the cards. Like, what? it's just like, it's like a little black box with some, like, engravings on it. Um, and the... Fire, right, right like out a of... Puzzle box, yeah. Right out yeah. of your... Um, Jumanji style. So it's very Clive Barker. Right out yeah. of your... I'll say right out of your Hellraiser playbook. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, but that's the thing is they don't they don't go into that Hellraiser territory, which is what I think they should go. Not 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 all that way, but I'll, I'll explain that. Where the box, the the father explains that there was a man, the, the great-grandfather of the family who created the fortune, he met a man while traveling... LaBelle? LaBelle, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Mr. LaBelle, who basically offered fame and fortune to Grandpa Ladomus? Ladomus, yeah. yes. Um, and the only thing he had to do was play a game with him, which is this little card box. And so there's all this, you know, mystery behind, you know. And then you find out that, like, LaBelle was like the devil and there was yeah. a curse, and which is really cool. But the box is just like, 
It's just like a little box and like a little compartment comes out and there's a card in there. And I was like, it would be cool if it was more like... Yeah, there's like a spike on top. Yeah, there's like a spike where it pricks your blood and it prints the card in your... Yeah. Or like a Hellraiser thing where it's like a puzzle box that kind of you have to open in a certain way and it kind of, you know, Guillermo del Toro style has all these mechanical moving parts, you know. And then they should have doubled down on the whole LaBelle backstory thing. We should also note that um, the main game, one of the big games that made the family a lot of money is called LaBelle's Gambit. Yeah. Which is a way better name for the film than Ready or Not. But that's like like the, the name of the... The novel, and then Ready or Not is the name of the movie. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You, they would never, even if this was like a small indie movie, they would never name it LaBelle's Gambit because people would be like, "What does that mean?" Yeah, it has Whereas to be something Ready boring not, so the yeah, audience is Ready or Not is just so boring and accessible. The only, you know? the only way the title could have been worse if they just called it Hide and Seek. Yeah, which I think there's there's already a movie called. I mean, there's probably several movies called Hide and Seek, but yeah. Can I just say, I think that this movie, this is a completely, this is a very different movie, mm. but if it was a Hellraiser Clive Barker situation yeah. where the, all of the people in the house have to hide from some demon creature that like hunts them, that would have been an interesting movie. Don't say anymore. We're going to write that movie. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like ready or not because here come the demons. Yeah. And they have to survive until dawn. And it's like an yeah. evil dead situation maybe. They could actually... All right, copyright. It's called. It's going to be called Family Reunion, and each year a family has to reunite to fight off the demons that curse their family. Done. Yeah, copyright. <laughs> Send us a check. <laughs> oh wait, wait. So actually, this reminded me of a joke. Before the movie, it's uh, the the logo Fox Searchlight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like leaned over to Nathan. I'm like, this movie's never getting released on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Fox, don't send us a check. But another company send us a check who can actually pay it. <laughs> it won't. Yeah, if Fox sends it, it'll get it'll bounce. More on that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but anyway, well, sorry, Callum, I cut you but, off. Yeah, no, I was just saying, would it be more interesting if yeah. the more supernatural element was to the yeah, fore? But so, like when I say there, when I say there should be more like devil stuff and more Satanist stuff, yeah. I'm not saying there should be no, like no, no, physical yeah. demons. I just feel like yeah, it should have just been more creepy and atmospheric and like more interesting, yeah, more world building, yeah, more world building, more yeah, more like maybe the history of LaBelle, not in any like flashbacks or anything, but yeah, yeah. she might run into the library and there's like a picture of LaBelle shaking the hand of another a famous yeah. businessman or from history, a really shitty children's book. That the the nanny reads ah, to the, the yes. one of the to the kids. Well, she she's telling them the story yeah. of LaBelle. I'm like, yeah, that maybe they should have doubled down on that and her like being like a like, children's deal. You can see the children's illustrations. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And like maybe LaBelle through the ages. Like here's oh. him in ancient Rome shaking the hand of a, a famous. Yeah, here's you know, him merchant. shaking Caesar's hand. Yeah, here's him <laughs> shaking Donald Trump's hand. <laughs> <laughs> you know, D- Donald Trump's too dumb to play any games. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody would shake the devil's hand if he could. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm pretty sure he already. Oh, we'll talk about that later. With the the whole like rich people uh, hunting poor people probably has happened before. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there's a bit at the end of the movie where like everything's come to a head and like people start, you know, she starts fighting back and family members start dying and someone knocks over a lantern and the house catches on fire, and then that kind of. Look, it might be a budget thing, which unfortunately... It had a budget of like, what, yeah, $6 million? It yeah, wasn't Yeah, like, uh, unfortunately, I feel like this movie doesn't feel low budget, but also it does. 
Just, yeah, yeah. Just because I feel like they don't use the budget to its maximum effect. I think I know where you're coming from. And I from. feel like this is the epitome of that like thing where at the end the fire starts and then you just don't see it for like 10 minutes and then they're in the next room and there's just there's no smoke there's no like none of the characters remark on the smell there's no visual indication that it's on fire and then the scene goes on and on and on and then like it cuts to the corner and just like the corner of the room's like on fire but there's no sense of urgency or danger like it should have been... I'm trying to think of a, another example and I'm blanking, but it should have been like the whole house should have been on fire and they should have been like running through the halls trying to... While trying to kill her. Try, yeah, trying trying to, uh, what do you call it, uh, perform the ritual because the, the sun's coming up. So you've got the house on fire, you've got the sun coming up, you've got them trying to perform the ritual and like they're tr- they get on the table and the whole room's on fire. And, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like they're a race about, against time. Yeah, and it's like they're about to stab her, and they're like, you know, this the things falling, the rafters are falling, they're on fire. And then when she escapes and defeats them, then she, and then when they all die, she should turn, and the whole room should be on fire. And that's when you see LaBelle's image in the smoke. Yeah, yeah. That's, what much, hap- yeah. that's much better than the yeah. cheesy right. So what happens? We yeah. Get. So what happens in the movie is the room is completely fine. The fire is off screen, and you don't see it or you know hear anything about it. They're performing the ritual. There's no sense of urgency other than the fact that you know she's about to die and the sun's coming up. But again, like they should have doubled down on the whole the sun's coming up, the ritual kind of. There should have been you know, the creeping. Uh, uh, you know what do you call it? The sunlight through the yeah, the yeah curtains, sunbeams. Uh, sun yeah, yeah, like the beam should have been yeah, moving yeah. higher and higher, so it's about to fill the room with sunlight. So you know it's dawn just visually. But what happens in the movie? Yeah, it's just the room. There's no fire. They're about to kill her. She escapes, and then the sun comes up, and they're like, "No!" You get that really old timey Bale look. Yeah, he should have looked more evil. Yeah, he's but, got like this weird mustache. But yeah, but like, but like the sun comes up, and then they all like just pop like they literally i felt like the movie was darkly humorous and i appreciated that humor but going along with my reimagining of the movie i feel like that should have been where they all start like i don't know not melting but like i watched license to kill recently yeah and one good part of that movie is when there's like pressure chamber pressure chamber yeah yeah. could have done something similar to that where the guy's head slowly explodes yeah not necessarily but i just felt like the whole like them just disintegrating to a pop of blood like it was done just for humorous effect i feel like if they made a deal with the devil hellhounds and he's nah no, but I feel like there should be a supernatural, not just yeah. blowing up. No, but you, like so, so or maybe even the spirit of LaBelle killing them one by one. Not that, like I feel like, the, or they them... could die from reasons about their exaggerated personality. Yes, so that's what I was going to say. Oh, is yeah. like, I feel like them just spontaneously popping. Like that idea is fine because there is the curse or whatever. But like the yeah, the popping, like the dying has to come from. Like a, it's like a more horrific, more body horror kind of thing. So the fat guy could pop. That makes sense. Yeah, or he yeah, just yeah. shits that, himself to death. Yeah, the the <laughs> the vain the vain woman who like a pre, you know loves her her, her looks. Um, something could happen to her face. You know. Oh, what about the lady who does the coke? Right, she could just have like a no. Oh, she, she, she was dead. She just died from yeah. a heart attack to cocaine uh, well, related yeah. illness. Like, yeah. and it, it doesn't even have to be that. It could just be everyone dying of the same affliction. Yeah. But it should have just been a more like horrific or or something that was tied to LaBelle yeah. or tied to the grandfather. You know, something like that. But instead, it's just like they just pop, and it's kind of like I think the. 
the filmmakers just going like, ha, that's funny. They'll But they can also just reuse the same CG effects on all the family. And yeah. It's like it's a budget saving yeah, measure, that's really. Probably the thing, yeah. Once they develop um, the yeah, pop once, it's that, just like yeah. boop, boop, then they then she does she's leaving the house. The fire has barely touched the room at this point. Like it's barely even a problem. She looks over and you see like a ghost LaBelle and he's like a really cheesy CGI. Uh, effect and, and it looks of, like he's from like the late 1800s which yeah, i get which is fine like i don't mind the van dyke you know mustache because it's, that, it's that traditional but, like you see that image on yeah. the LaBelle's but just, being, gambit. just being picky the devil would keep up with the current times uh, uh he's probably nah. not he's probably not uh, i think he, it fits is he satan well or they see well he's like, a devil at least working for satan yeah like he's they, not satan. They, I, they, I feel like they, they, he should yeah. have had a more supernatural appearance no no like i like the man like the man devil with the mustache like i like that idea it fits the tone of the movie it even fits my reimagining of the movie it's just the way they do it where he like cgi appears and he like nods to her and then he disappears like it should have been like i said with the fire yeah and this creepy man like sitting there and being like and he just looks at her and then she's like fuck you and like gets out of there you know and then the then the house like implodes i mean that's a budget thing as well but like it just one everything could have been yeah. more better you know one thing i did kind of like was the fact that her husband who's trying to save her for most of the film eventually decides he's like screw it let's just murder her yeah i, I kind of like yeah that. that made sense too i kind of wanted i this guess sounds terrible i yeah. kind of wanted her to die yeah, I, I thought that's what they were going like, to do. I wanted her to die and then be like, okay, good, we can be rich again. Yeah, I thought that was going to be like the moral of the movie where it's like rich people the rich get can't away. Be yeah, they get yeah. away with whatever yeah. they want to get away with because they have the money and the power and the influence. I, I think I, but, I didn't like it at the time, but on reflection, I, I like the fact that he stabbed her in the back because it shows he's yeah. part of that same family. Oh, yeah. Like, the, we'll go into it later, but the allegory of the billionaire versus yeah. the sort of common class is reinforced by that, yeah, that it, sort of. It made sense, but like, he, the only reason he was trying to save her is because he felt she was his. Yeah. Yeah. So and it came, he also apparently he wasn't like, connected to that family for exactly. years. But he he's like he it feels like he was insecure. He liked the way she made him feel. He wanted to to get married to her. Yeah, but, but he all, but he knew if he brought her back to the family, he didn't want what to get would happen. Though. Yeah, but he she, he shouldn't have brought her back to the family. No, he's he he should have so, said they'll kill Dick Psycho. Exactly, and so he didn't tell her. So already, like he's kind of a bad guy, even though he's a sympathetic. Yeah. He's trying to save her, yeah. but then at the end where she rejects him, he's like, "Well, f- you then, can he's, die then, yeah. then he's like, you have no value to me. Therefore, you should probably die because my family's going to die.' So that fits in with the whole like greedy rich people doing it, selfish. Yeah, the things. only um, the only redeemable one is Daniel, and uh, played by Adam. Yeah, Adam and that's Brody. Like, yeah, uh, and he uh, he wasn't 100% redeemable. He still tried to... Yeah. He still was not... He's a more interesting character because he's like in a grey area where he's like, yeah. I want to help the family, but also I know like, what we're doing I also like wrong. the fact that he drinks a lot because he saw people die as a young boy. I'm like, well, yeah. That's I, maybe just being a, a kind of humanizes like being, him. Being yeah. forced into being part of that Satanist unit. Like if he's a if he's a decent guy deep down, but he's forced to do these sort of things. No, he's yeah. an alcoholic. Yeah, I, and I can like I said to James like if I was in that family I'd probably be an alcoholic oh, too. Yeah. And I said the reason he's alcoholic is because he's the only one with a conscience. Yeah, but yeah, I like the flashback as well where one you're introduced to the the game, and two you're introduced to young Daniel who's forced well, not forced he but watches he, he makes yeah. a decision that ends the life of a man trying to join the family when he 
tells the rest and of the family members. And he stops his he brother from seeing it happening yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's like... It, so it's, it's like a, sacrificing his own innocence. Yeah, in I, like, I feel like it's one of the stronger points of the movie where it sets up a lot later on. Yeah. Where I feel like they could have done that more throughout the movie yeah. with other characters, and w- especially with Grace. Who's like how it's affected them over the years. Actually, yeah, and now that I think about it, Grace doesn't really have much of a character. No. You know? She's you know, not, no. Yeah. Like you learn, up, you learn she grew up in foster care. And that's it. That's about it. That's all we know about yeah. it. So, that, yeah, there should have been just... Yeah, everything needs to be more. More, you know, just beefed up and yeah. doubled down on some of the kind of weird weird things. I'd say that's fair. Um, I think, yeah, I think Adam Brody's Daniel was probably my favorite character. Yeah. He, he Probably one of the better performances of the movie, yeah. I would say. He, he yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um, I just... I love that scene where they're, they're going to drag a body. Him and his father yeah. are going to drag a body away. And the father's like, okay, let's flip a coin. He's like, what was he saying? Like, who gives a fuck? Let's just do it. Oh, yeah. 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 I love that scene. <laughs> uh, that, that actually reminds me when they... this. So, you know how I was saying, like, they set things up in the movie that don't really pay off or they pay off in a really unsatisfying way or they roll things back just to make Grace suffer more? Um, there is that bit where they're going to carry Alex out, right? In the surveillance room. Yeah. Is that the bit where they flip the coin? But yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, and then he, uh, the the father leaves his gun and they're carrying the they're carrying Alex and he's like the father's like, "Oh, I'm going to go back and get my gun." He's like, "No, no, just leave it." I was like, "Oh, Chekhov's gun." Like they're going to they're setting that up so Grace can find it later. That never comes back. You know, the elephant gun where she gets the big gun and puts the bullet in and then it doesn't fire. Same like, deal. It never yeah, like the, they set all these cool things up and they never come back. The crossbow, I think no, I think that that gets passed from Fitch to his no wife one quite or something really knows or his how sister. To use it. <laughs> yeah, like that could have come back again at the end. Um, I did like that bit where he's on the toilet and he's watching the yeah, YouTube yeah. tutorial of like how he's you and your crossbow. crossbow. That was yeah. funny. That was good. <laughs> I, um, I like when he's texting his mate or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like what are you up to? Not much, just family, family stuff. stuff. He's like, "Yo, dog." And it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like, "Ha." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Needed more emojis. <laughs> but uh, I, my fa- one of my favorite scenes in the film is when Grace falls into like the death pit or whatever, and she has to climb. Oh uh, yeah, the goat pit. I, yeah. yeah, I just like the um, the contrast of the blood on her hand as she's climbing. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like, uh, they should have doubled down on all that. Like, yeah, they should have. Like, the movie's not scary. Needs it's, more Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's an effective thriller in that you're like, oh, I hope she gets away, or you know, don't go in there, kind of thing. But other than that, like it's not scary. It's not. It's not really edge of your seat like that tense. Like they should have doubled down on the, on the whole. Like when she was in the goat pit, I was like, you know, I thought she was going to be hiding, and then the, one of the goats was going to. What what is it like? Bar is that what's yeah. what is it, what's the yeah, goat yeah, call? Yeah. One of the goats is going to call or headbutt her, and then someone yeah, and then someone's going to you know but turn I think, and. I think she should really. She should just stayed in the the goat pit. For the whole night, just chill with the corpses. They wouldn't have looked for her in there. No one's getting down in that pit. Yeah, she could have pulled the body over yeah. and just like, yeah, sure, it's gross, but you're not going to get hurt anymore. Hey, <laughs> actually, that that could have been something where she hides down there, and then they come and throw the uh, the maid's body on top yeah, of yeah. her. <laughs> that would have been really fucked up. Yeah, they should have like the movie's really violent, but most of the violence is played for laughs or sort yeah. of, and because it's against the maids. And the rich people are like accidentally killing the maids when they're trying to kill Grace. It doesn't have a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah, it, it becomes they're less. As, they're like less than human. Yeah, it comes it's off. Like, oh well, there's yeah, another butler. It, come, it comes off as mean spirited, even yeah. though I think the intentions of the filmmakers was to show that the rich people don't care. But it just felt, yeah. especially 
one of my least favorite bits of the movie is where the maid is in the dumbwaiter and she's like, oh, I'm not even supposed to be here. And Grace is like, get out. Like, I need to hide in there. And then the, the maid is call, calls out and says, she's in here, she's in here. And then she, like, pushes the... The maid pushes the elevator yeah, button yeah, so yeah. the dumbwaiter closes and accidentally closes on her and she crushes herself. Um, and I was just like... It made me feel dirty. I was like... Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, like, they should have... They should have, yeah, like, they should have really doubled down on the fact that it's the rich people that are the bad guys and Grace picks them off one by one, diehard style, but not as a Terminator thing, more of like she like one tries to kill her and she bumps him and she falls down he falls down the stairs and then as the movie progresses and she gets hurt more, she gets more mean and then yeah, she, yeah. and then she gets the gun and then that's when she starts really fucking yeah, shit yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they should have yeah, yeah. really doubled down on that instead of being doing this really weird tippy toe dance for the first half of the movie where only the maids accidentally get killed in really horrible ways. And then it's like, oops, I fired my crossbow. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I, I love that maid. You, you know, you, oh, <laughs> damn no. you. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, we can get another one, you know. Wink, but it's wink. like, yeah, the, the whole movie's allegory is basically just like, you know, billionaires are like yeah. greedy but, and But they should have doubled and, down yeah. on that, like made the movie about these horrible, disgusting, evil, rich people. And, you know, what the solution really is just eat the rich. Fuck yeah, eat the rich. Well, that's another thing. At the end of the movie, where the house is on fire and she goes out, and the there's like police or firemen running around, and they're like, "Oh, you know what happened?" And she's like, "In-laws." I'm like, "Yeah, that's a funny joke, but maybe she should have been like rich people." You know, yeah. what you know, more like fuck them. You know what would be more interesting <laughs> is if they ended it with her inheriting the money, and she gets visited by the spirit oh, of the bale, who's like, "Let's play a game." I didn't think of that. Yeah, because would she? I mean, I don't that's know how. The, I don't know how the marriage works in the state when she got married, but that, would she be able to inherit the fortune? Uh, probably. Maybe. Yeah. See, that's another. See, they. they so probably, she's a millionaire too. What yeah. a hypocrite. See, yeah, but that, that <laughs> they could have explored that. That would have been interesting. I feel like one of the things at the end of the movie they should have done like a Jumanji thing where the house is on fire, and then it hard cuts, and the the rubble of the mansion is all smoldering and, you know, the whole the whole mansion is just flattered. It's all raised to the ground. It's all yep. ash. And then the camera slowly zooms in and you hear an ominous theme and then you see the, the, box. the box completely untouched, untouched. by the flames. And then they the make it Bale's chair. Yeah, and then the movie should have ended and it should have been like the end of Jumanji where it's like, oh, it's like going to happen again kind of thing. If they like, make a sequel, LaBelle is chasing after her or trying to get to her because... She's technically Because she's about. technically oh, be, I mean, yeah. And then they could Till make death do us part, till death us, Yeah, but the sequel would be called Here I Come. Oh, no. LaBelle's chasing no. her as a ghost. Oh, no. Yeah. Ready or not, Here I Come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no? No? <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh yeah, like I was saying with the the more like Le Fail, Le Fail, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, with the box, like I feel like the music of the movie is pretty, it's pretty standard. Yeah, movie, you know, orchestral score, but like I feel like that could have been more, you know, uh, more out there. But also like the the box should have had like a Jumanji theme, you know, like the drums. Um, should have had like its own oh, yeah. ominous theme, That'd be cool, like yeah. ooh, the game, the game theme. Also, I did like that that record they put on the hide and seek oh, song. Yeah, old timey. That yeah. reminded me of the the Run Rabbit song from Get Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They always play. It's like it's that old timey. That was cool. Or they could have gone in the opposite direction and done like a synthy score and done like a cool like 
80s kind of thing. Yeah. Needs more Nine Inch Nails composing. <laughs> more yeah, more oh, Trent Reznor. Yeah. Get that Trent Reznor Atticus Ross in there and you're <laughs> solved. Problem solved. <laughs> um, get, even, even better, get David Lynch to direct this movie. <laughs> oh, God. That would be a completely different movie. That would be just be like... There, there, like Grace would be hiding in the dumbwaiter and she'd like look in the corner and there would be a hole in the wall and then the camera would slowly zoom into the hole and with like that um, that droning noise, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of ASMR, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. David Lynch droning noise. See, he got an honorary Oscar. Oh, really? Yeah. The well, Academy well gave him an honorary Oscar. Like a uh, lifetime... I guess. Like... Yeah. Well deserved, yeah, I guess. Well yeah. deserved. Why do they do it when the Oscars aren't on? Though? I don't know. But everyone was there. Okay. It was probably because he's a bit of a risk if they if he got. Oh yeah, maybe because he's getting old. <laughs> if he got up yeah. on stage, he'd be like, "None of you are filmmakers." Yeah. <laughs> no, he just start talking all this esoteric meditation. Weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about transcendental meditation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about donuts. <laughs> yeah. um, no, um, I mean, and you know, putting our tinfoil hats on here. I'm sure there's been some billionaires oh, that have probably yeah. had some satanic rituals every now and again. Well, uh, oh. is is a movie, but they should have had based on a true yeah, story. Yeah, based on a true story. And not explained. Dot, 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 probably. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, uh, yeah, like, I was like, the movie should have to take place on a, like, rich people island. Yeah. Like, and like, then that way she um, has nowhere to run. Well, Callum, what was that group we were talking about last night? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Bilderberg. The, the Bilderberg meeting. It's like it's a meeting where all the billionaires and like sort of world leaders get together and just do weird shit. Yeah. And it's like it's a bonding experience. And they can use information they learn in this meeting in the real world outside the meeting. So technically, the whole meeting is a massive insider trading racket, from what I can understand. Yeah, that makes sense. And but they're not allowed to attribute the knowledge they gain to any one person outside of the like the meeting. Mm. So it's like that just sounds corrupt. Oh yeah, but like it's it's like rich people. I think they might even say this in the movie. I can't remember, but it's like rich people are their own species. Yeah, yeah. like they're 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 their own thing. Yeah, they're they're on such a different plane that it would make sense that they just hang around on an island together and they do weird shit like, and just no one... I watched, I, mean, I watched a documentary. I don't know if it was on YouTube or like it was just like some feature thing. But it's like they have events where they all just get naked and worship the sun and like just really weird shamanistic activity. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And it's like these views are billionaires and they're just getting freaky with it. And it's like... Yeah, like... And, I don't know, like, the, there's no smoke with that fire with these sorts of things. And just a, a general reminder that Jeffrey Epstein yeah. uh, didn't... Oh, no, Bohemian Grove. Himself. Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. The Bilderberg meeting is one which is closed off to the public, okay. in which all the business leaders and titans of industry get together and discuss plans, yeah. which is still same ballpark. But the Bohemian Grove is um, a private gentleman's club and... Uh, yeah, tradi- it's it's got lots of traditions. They have their own symbols. Mm. It's some real eyes wide shut shit. It's like mace- masons. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really super... they worship like the figure of the owl or something. It's yeah. really weird. David Lynch. Approved, David, right? David yeah, their main approved. their main ceremony <laughs> takes place in front of their owl shrine. Oh god! So it's this like, is what I'm talking about. This scene yeah. kind of sort of happens already with yeah. that, with less murder, probably. That's why the movie should have gone full into that. And it's also like, men only. 
Yeah, yeah but what, like, of course it is. Well, men until they bring the little girls in. Well, just what I was talking about with, Je- with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, Epstein who had his own island. Jeffrey Epstein killed himself while the cameras to his maximum security cell were conveniently turned off and no guards saw a yeah. thing. And he was in a suicide cell, so there was no blankets or anything. One of you guys, I think, because we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein's island where they would fly out yeah, yeah, rich he people had, and, um, and he politicians. Had he had a temple. Yeah, he had like a temple there. He had a goddamn temple. Yeah. Who has which man has his own temple? When you're on that, yeah, a when secret you're, temple. When you're that rich and you can get away with anything, of course you're going to create your own weird like money worshipping owl religion. <laughs> Look, and the thing is, like you know, putting on our conspiracy hats here, it's like we we like to think that these activities with billionaires, we, we'd like to think they don't go on, but they do. Yeah, oh. and like Je- like a few couple of weeks or whatever it was before Jeffrey Epstein got arrested and it all went down. He removed everything off his island. There's yeah. satellite footage yeah. of the, like the, them basically destroying everything. Yeah. yeah, the temple's like gone. Yeah, yeah. There's footage of them destroying the temple. Mm. Like you know, all this sort of quasi-religious Satanist stuff kind of really does well, happen. Well, think about it this way: in terms of uh, Jeffrey Epstein, there is a connection to this movie because nobody really knows how he got his money. He kind of just. He well, appeared. Well, yeah. we assume it's black man. No, no, yeah, exactly. He got a job. He got a job at some university, and then all of a sudden, he's like a billionaire yeah. finance guy. But that's the theory: is that he just kind of filmed all these rich people. Yeah. I'm like, but if there is such a thing as legitimate black magic, <laughs> yeah, you know, blackmail like, magic. Yeah, that's it. Blackmail magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. I, yeah. Look, I'm gonna be honest. This is uh, we don't really talk about like political stuff in our show. Only. Oh, uh, we do. No, yeah. I mean like like unmovie related stuff, but. If you if you seriously think he killed himself, come on. Who's the crazy but one? It's yeah. like I said to you the, uh, <laughs> the uh, last night. Like even if he did, the investigation just stopped, and everyone yeah. is not looking into it. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah. The, the and consensus it's just like, was he's dead now. Let's wipe yeah. it Yeah, and you it's know, like and huh, there are hundreds. There are hundreds of victims. Shifty. Yeah. Um. In he in the sort of sex trafficking ring that he operated. Yeah. Or had a part in, and it was connected to royalty, yeah. politicians. Oh yeah. Like, he was good friends with Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, apparently. Yeah. Uh, he, he also spent time with Bill Clinton. Mm. And Bill Clinton. Um, it, this is really nasty stuff. Yeah. And it's like, and it's somewhat related to this movie, because the movie explores a lot of the same themes that the billionaires have with, they like, do weird it, religious... Look, here's how far I went. He, Epstein was so confident he could do whatever he want. He had a 12-year-old girl who was his massage therapist, in quotation marks. No, no, no. Yeah. And she, he, she would fly with him across the world, God. and he would just tell customs that she was his masseuse, and they would just let, let them go. There was no guardian. He was like, oh, no, I hire her. That's and she's what, literally what? a child. Rich people, man. Like, that's like, they go through their own different customs. There's no oversight. They yeah. do whatever the fuck they want. I don't want to live on this world anymore. No. That is ridiculous. That's disgusting. But my, my point is, it's like the, yeah. the LaBelle argument. Like, you're, yeah. you're essentially immune. Yeah. So, they don't feel any remorse when they kill someone because no. it's so far removed from... Yeah, because yeah. they, they like, know that once they kill this person, LaBelle will make it so they don't face the repercussions. Yeah, exactly. Like they should, But that's what I'm saying is they should have doubled down on the whole... Yeah. The, the Damas family is the archetypal extreme version. It would have been even cooler if... They, like the police arrive and then they kill her in front of the well, cops. That, that's what I was going to say and as well. And then the police like walk away. You, you know, and it, how everyone yeah. stops paying attention. It's like that. Yeah. I was going to say is at the end when you see, like, you see her out the front and the house is on fire and you see all the cops or whatever running around, I was like, they're going to just blame her, right? And say, oh, she lost her mind and burned down the house and or something like that. Or, yeah. you know, and then I was thinking, well, they're in this like large private estate 
the cops almost certainly been paid off in that area. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, she just... could argue though, because she could take them to the goat pit and be like, "These corpses have been here for decades." That's right. The yeah. goat pit wouldn't have burned down. But like, that's another thing they could have done with the movies. Like when when we were saying we thought she was going to die in the sacrifice scene, like then they could have cut and it could have been like everything's just been cleaned up and you know the cops are being paid off and just kind of like the next yeah. morning and the rich people go on about their lives. Yeah, just like in real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like they gave up on the whole Epstein investigation just because he died. I was like, that's. I, was like, I just, lo- I just love it. Though. I don't love it, but it's just like the the weirdness of real life. Yeah, it's like the sec- the security cameras were like off or malfunctioning. The security guards were asleep when it oh, happened. Oh yeah, Epstein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah, like, it's so shifty. And then there are, there are perfectly reasonable people on Twitter saying like, oh, he killed himself. It's not a conspiracy. I'm like. It's, oh, God. Like, I understand that there is a, a general reaction to say that things aren't a conspiracy theory or comes razor. Yeah. You know, the notion that the simplest explanation is usually the correct one. Yeah. But sometimes it, in real life, you have to say some shit does stick. What, yeah. What's more likely, the stars align or someone murdered this dude? Exactly, yeah. Occam's razor yeah. would tell me that he got murdered because yeah. that is literally the simplest yeah. option than everything else going right. Exactly. Like if if a if a if a drug dealer who got busted on a deal was like was found dead in his cell, but like the cameras were off and the guard guards were away at the time, it's murder. Gang, you, gang related. Yeah, you'd be like, gang related. Yeah, you'd automatically you'd be like, hang on a sec. But the fact that the most High profile, yeah, high profile witness, like how many rich and famous and you know politicians and like yeah. the fact that he died under those circumstances. It's like, come on, man. I know. Yeah, we all know what this is. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So sometimes rich people do get away with it. Yeah, eat the rich. Fuck them. You know, as, it's, it? it's an interesting look, movie. Yeah. Got us thinking about our boy Jeff. Yeah. Look, and this goes for the the, the whole LaBelle um, gambit uh, idea as well. But Bernie Sanders, I think it is Bernie Sanders, says that every billionaire is a policy failure. Yeah. It's like the systems that allow someone to have yeah. that much money as and to have someone who's like the complete inverse, like yeah. in poverty, that's a problem. And that's what I think this movie is like, well, they have that much money because of the black magic. Yeah. Because in real life, I mean, we're just going to presume that there is no such thing as black magic. Yeah. In real life, you have to fuck over someone to become a billionaire. Exactly. But that's the thing is, in real life, there's no magic. They didn't sign a deal with the devil. Yeah. They f- just kept fucking people over. It's like And they not, inherited yeah. their wealth. That's right. It's not and paying they, workers. Yeah. And they, pay, they paid off gov- the government to create loopholes in the law so they could... They don't m- have to pay exp- taxes. Exactly. Expand yeah. their wealth. Like, it's not magic. It's... People being greedy and selfish. I mean, if I was a film student, I'd write my essay on how LaBelle's Gambit is actually conservative politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you'd have like you'd have like 2,000 <laughs> yeah. words on that. I but feel like, yeah. I'll, I'll do our listeners a favor and I won't, <laughs> we won't I go into that. In, in my reimagining of the movie, you can help. We'll, we'll write it together and it'll, it'll be like super like... Super just, political yeah. and sub... <laughs> Lots yeah. of subtext. Yeah. yeah. Uh. But yeah, w- one last thing is... Uh, the, you know, if this movie didn't come out, it would be an interesting premise for Game Night 2. Oh, like Game Night, Game two. Night yeah, 2, ready or not. Yeah, and yeah. it's like they get roped into this most dangerous game. Like, That's hunt, interesting. Like, it's like, you know, they get like put, get put on an island and it's like the characters from the first Game Night getting chased by these rich guys with guns. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. But yeah. De- decent enough movie. You know? It was all right. Not the I liked it because I went in better. with no expectations. Yeah, but... could have been better. 
but yeah. Uh, ready to move on? Yeah. Should we talk about Dolomite? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> something completely different. Yeah, um, and I'm now not, for something I'm completely d- different. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Netflix is, Netflix released a movie made by Eddie Murphy um, telling well, starring the, Eddie Murphy. Starring Eddie Murphy yeah. as uh, Rudy... Rudy, Rudy Ray Raymore. Ray Raymore. Yeah. Um, the Rudy Raymore story. Um, so, basically, it's his sort of Rudy Raymore's rise to fame, yeah. basically. So Rudy Raymore was a... I musician, guess, comedian, yeah, musician, comedian, like stage performer, you know, in the record si- store, like, yeah, clerk. yeah, in in the seventies, he he had like this unique style of like rhyming, where you know he would like an insult, kind not an insult comic, but you know, like that kind of, you know, he would talk himself like up. dirty poems and yeah, and and yeah, and no, like and and he he created this character called Dolomite, who was like a pimp kind of guy with a big hat and a. And you know, like a flashy suit and a cane, and and yeah, he would like you know, you know, go you know, do all these performances, and he had these albums, um, and then he made a mo- like Dolomite movie, and it was like these you know really cheesy low budget black exploitation movies, and he yeah he became kind of like a like not a legend, but a kind of you know like a a staple of that kind of seventies black exploitation era. And yeah, now Eddie Murphy is starring in a movie about that and like, yeah, like sort of about the making of Dolomite and how Rudy Raymore reinvented himself as like a failed, he's a failed musician and then he kind of, you know, created the Dolomite character and then, you know, became famous and recorded the albums and then wanted to get the movie made. But they they also initially released the albums by themselves without a publisher. Yeah, yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have one of those original sort of records oh. now, it'd probably be worth a fortune. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like yeah. selling the like those sort of hand pressed vinyls mm. would be worth a mint. Yeah, especially um, now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, with all the hipster market. <laughs> the yeah, vinyl. yeah. No, no, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we weren't we weren't going to review it properly. We just wanted to give our quick yeah. thoughts on it. I had seen the original Dolomite, you know, seventies movie, and the semi sequel uh the hurricane or uh, hurricane. human, human, human tornado human tornado oh. yeah, they're yeah. all on the streaming service tubi now apparently yeah that's cool uh, a free that's a free streaming service yeah. they have like they're specialized in b movies which yeah. is perfect for our perfect show perfect for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and so like i was excited to see this movie also like i'm sure like everyone else i'm a big eddie murphy fan but it's good to see Eddie Murphy finally, like, kind of back in his element. And this is probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. What this is his best movie in, in at like least 20 years. twenty years. And it's not. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who likes Daddy Daycare. Hey, I have that on DVD. <laughs> it's good, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> also, not not as good. But Meet Dave for like a G-rated comedy about Eddie Murphy playing a spaceship who like gets into funny situations. I laughed a few times. Like pretty good. <laughs> and then you feel bad afterwards. Yeah. But you know. But yeah, like Daddy Daycare is pretty good. But yeah, like he hasn't like this is his first R rated movie in twenty years. And this is his best movie in probably that same amount of it's time. So, so good, man. I was yeah. just really surprised at the quality of his yeah. performance. And especially because like he's talking about coming back to stand up and, and so like Please this be is a his, Netflix deal. Oh, it has to be, right? It has to be, man. Yeah. But like you know, it's like this is the 
the like Eddie Murphy comeback movie like it's, era. Like we're in yeah, it now. Like it's this such is an optimistic time. film too. Yeah, like, that's what I like so much. Like I think you were saying, there's no enemy. Yeah, there's no like real bad guy. It's just, it's just a bunch of people trying to make something of themselves. Yeah, it's just like yeah, like people who are trying to get a movie made. It's just like a positive I, movie. I, kinda, I love that kind of that like, mini genre too. Like the whole making of yeah. a movie or an album. And it's like against all odds, they yeah. kind of overcome all the problems. It's like a companion piece to Bowfinger. Sort of, yeah. Almost. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, a little bit. I just also love the fact that he's like a guy with man tits. He's got a belly. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> but that's what that's what made like Dolomite so funny is like this pudgy guy yeah. with this funny little mustache. But of, he's like playing the macho, like muscly, action hero yeah, like black exploitation yeah. hero. It's so good. I just love he, the like, fact that he gets all just the women. A, yeah. And it's so it's good. just so funny to see it now. Because now when we have an action hero, they all have guns. They're yeah. all ripped. And they've always been ripped. Yeah. You know, the, we, back in the 70s, we had Rick Hill doing you know, <laughs> the Lord's work. On, but... My point is, it's like, you know, a pudgy guy. I'm a pudgy guy. Yeah. I love to see pudgy guys on film. Yeah. It's a good, like, they definitely doubled down on the whole body positivity thing, which is a, you know, wasn't a 70s thing. Most, you know, it's a, is a, yeah, it's a modern now thing. thing. Um, but yeah, it's just a really fun movie. It's funny. Really heartwarming. Um, surprisingly yeah, heartwarming. heartwarming as well, man. It's one of Netflix's better movies. Yeah. Eddie, you know, it's Eddie Murphy's best in quite a long time. So yeah, recommend yeah. it. Highly recommend yeah. it. Go see it. Yeah, it's definitely. On, yeah, it's on Netflix. Definitely so. check it out. You won't, uh, you won't be yeah. disappointed. Oh, and also, yeah, he invented even, rap. So if you're a rap aficionado, <laughs> yeah. check that out. Also, like we should mention, because you guys haven't seen Dolomite or not the originals, the, the, no. yeah. So not the movies, yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't think you need to know who Rudy Ray Moore is yeah, that, or yeah, to have no. seen the old like black exploitation movies because the movie kind of explains most of that to you. But then, like we said, it's more just a positive movie about trying to get a movie made against mm. all odds. Yeah, but think. like making your own luck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like finding a way to express yourself if no one Yeah, and like no not compromising even though what you're... Kind of reminds me of Ed Wood, like kind of not compromising even though what you're doing isn't like Susan Kane, you know? Like you're not going to be making the greatest movie ever, but it's like just make what, you know, being passionate about what you're doing and... Yeah. It's resonates with it us done. on this show. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're hey. Ne- <laughs> we're never going to be the Citizen Kane of podcasts. No, we're not going to compromise either. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'd settle with we're the Dolomite of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Northern Suburbs podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why we like the movie so much. <laughs> yeah. It resonates with us. <laughs> All right, so moving on, we'll talk about, I think we mentioned this during the ready or not section. Um, so Disney purchased Fox and... And we were like, I'm happy and angry. Yeah, so as Marvel fans, happy that we can get, <laughs> you know, Fantastic Four and X-Men. As, as film but fans, as, we're destroyed. Yeah, as, uh, and, and as like anti, you know, rich people, monopoly... Spe- anti, yeah, speaking you know. of capitalism... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, we should... Speaking of capitalism, Disney <laughs> runs like the biggest monopoly in, in media... Um, but yeah, so they purchased Fox and then we started hearing things of like, they're not letting, uh, independent theaters, like theaters, play, yeah, like play Fox classic movies. Yeah. yeah. Movies. And I was like, Oh, that's troubling. But now they've like doubled down on that. And it's like, no one's allowed to show Fox movies even anymore, even though Disney owns them and would yeah, be they're making being, they're being money. Stuck in the vault, yeah. Um, and also that means that no Fox movies are going to get released on DVD or Blu-ray. You know why anymore. they're doing this? 
because they, they are allegedly this is from what people commenting. Um, they're going to throw all those movies on the Disney Plus the service. Yeah, so they're going to. Yeah, but like, I don't want to see those movies on the service. No, I but, see them in my but, local but they're but trying to herd everyone yeah. to watching these movies. But here's my, I mean, probably more than two problems. But we'll start with two. One, as far as I can remember, they've said Disney Plus is going to be a family friendly service. So movies like Die Hard and Predator and other Fox movies, yeah, don't really seem to fit. So yeah, that is true. Are, those might go to Hulu on uh, in, in the states, but what does that mean for Stan, here? Stan maybe D- did Stan maybe when they made that deal with Disney, did they maybe make a deal where they're like, we're going to be your Hulu, where after you remove all your stuff for Disney Plus, we'll get all the Fox stuff. Maybe most likely it'll probably go to Foxtel because Fox, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and Australia. <laughs> but that it's also troubling because Disney Plus. Like we were talking about a few weeks ago, where like I want to have a physical Blu-ray collection. Yeah, I don't want to. If I want to watch a movie, I don't want to have to. If I'm not already subscribed, I don't want to have to pay a subscription service just to watch that movie. Um, so you're gonna have to reapply if you're, if you're if not if you're not committed to paying the monthly fee, you're gonna have to pay a fee every time you want to watch a specific movie legally. Yeah, that's weird. It's dumb. Rather than just paying a one-time fee for that Blu-ray. Yeah. And just as ridiculous. a... Like, and just as a, like a footnote here, the idea of only having a movie on streaming that's been on DVD before, it's like... So you're relying on all of this gigantic library of films being on Disney's own servers, which is probably unreliable in the long run. Because... Like, yeah. you're having... I'm assuming eventually they'll want 4K movies. Like, if they just stop releasing these movies on Blu-ray or even just the classics, yeah. that'd be terabytes, if not petabytes, of data that they'll want on these. If they, if their end goal is, like, let's put all the everything. classics on, like, yeah. our servers so you can watch it without having to buy it or whatever the case is. But you know th- what the problem is for me, though? This, so, in, in the video game industry... Mm. We're transitioning to uh, games as, as like a rental service. So yeah, games as a service, With like yeah. Steam, for example, when you purchase a game on Steam, you don't own that game. You're essentially purchasing the rights to indefinitely rent it. Yeah. So uh, technically, Valve can uh, actually remove games from your library. Yeah. And that's actually been happened before when games have been removed. Well, with our good old games, they actually flat out tell their customers if a game's being removed, download the DRM-free yeah. copy so it can still play it. So this, if if they're going to stop releasing movies on Blu-ray, they're going to stop showing it at theaters. Essentially, this is them saying all of our movies are for rental only. Yeah, which I do not and like. It's at like all. you, it's like you pay for them, but we can take them away at any yeah, time. Yeah, like let's just say, like I've one of the one of the uh, ones I one of the um, movies I saw people talking about was Alien. Yeah, there was a theater who wanted to play Alien as part of their Halloween like event they're yeah. having f- through the month. Disney said no. Mm. So my problem is, let's just say I wanted to watch Alien and I don't own the DVD. They're like, well, you have to watch it on Disney Plus or whatever. But if suddenly whoever's at the top of Disney's like, I hate Alien. We're going to remove Alien yeah. from the service. Suddenly you have to... if And this is in the hyper, hypothetical post-apocalypse yeah. world where suddenly you can't go to a DVD store and buy Alien. Yeah. And it goes back to our well, piracy. Yeah, you have to download exactly. it. It goes back to our piracy thing where it's like, you know, I'm someone who... You know, I'm not a I'm not a grumpy old man. Get off my lawn. I Yet. you know I like. You know, I mean, I kind of am, but <laughs> you know, like I like technology. I trust most technology to a certain extent. You know, I'm tech like I'm, most people of our age are technologically literate to a point, yeah. like to a high degree compared to uh, older generations. 
But I've always been the kind of person who's like, if I'm downloading a game or a movie like from a service, like onto my hard drive, I don't trust that it'll always be there. That's exactly. right. So that's why I always try to buy the physical copy As of some, the game. Because hard the movie. drives can fail. Hard drives yeah, fail. Hard drives fail. You Data have a storage online, limit. Yeah, online streaming services get shut down. Or, I couldn't watch Netflix today. I don't know if my internet was too crap or yeah. they're having issues or whatever. I couldn't and watch like Netflix said, today. And like we said, like the right, like the the company could at any time being be like, you don't own that anymore. We're taking it off our so service is, and you can't access it. Uh, a while ago, it happened on iTunes and I'm not, I'm pretty sure it's happened on Amazon. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about watching Star Wars in uh, 4K. Yeah. The problem with that is it doesn't have a physical release. So all the copies we watch are digital. Yeah. Now, hard drives die. We have to torrent this. Cedars will not always be there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's 70 goddamn gigabytes. So my point yeah. is, we're lucky to have that on a USB, but USBs have an but, expiration But this date. is why, why DRM-free is so important. Yeah. I've backed that up yeah. God knows how many times. Yeah. So, like you were saying with GOG, where they're like, hey, if we have to delete something, we're letting you know you can download DRM-free. That means you can not only just download on your computer once, you can copy it to USB, copy that to another hard drive, yeah. that copy that to uh, your friend's hard drive, you know. That's but there's nowhere we can pay to have like a very high quality copy of that on disc. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? Like it's all ones we make ourselves, basically. Yeah, exactly. Which is like I would love to pay Disney, frankly, fucking two hundred dollars yeah. for the, the set that the original trilogy in 4k like i'll chuck money at you man that's that's the thing is like disney will make money from the fox movies getting played at cinemas or getting released on blu-ray yeah it's not like they can it's not like they're crushing the competition because now they've they own the competition and especially these they already beat the competition by buying them and especially these days with the way movie theaters work so Back in the day, it was film reels, whatever. Yeah. Now, then it was hard drives. And now I'm pretty sure it's str- for some cinemas, it's streaming. Maybe, yeah. Uh, as far as I'm aware, some cinemas now are like sort of like timed, like like secure encrypted oh, yeah, streaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in a certain way, there's very little overhead for Disney for, giving the rights yeah, to these yeah. theaters now. Yeah. If frankly, they have the current technology, it's. Ba- I'm pretty. I'm 90% sure it's streamed now. Yeah. And I'm sure it's not that expensive, even if it was a hard drive, because yeah. I'm sure... They rent the hard drives out. It's not like, yeah. in a sense, like, they're not... The oh, they send them back. get to yeah. keep the hard drives. No, no, no. But, like, in some high-end theatres, it's basically streamed. It's just it's just greed. It's it's yeah. it's, it's jealously but, guarding but it, but it your intellectual property. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense. Like, it, it feels like they're doing it almost out of spite. Yeah. Like, so you, Fox is old news. We're Disney. We bought yeah. them up so we can you know lock their stuff away Disney, and not show Disney, it anymore. Dis- but it doesn't make you know sense. How- Disney doesn't want the competition from its other departments. It just wants its Disney movies being played at the theaters, not its Fox movies. No, so That's you know so- how there's that theory that the reason psychopaths are so good in business is because that's kind of like what they're built for. Yeah. Like that charisma, that... Yeah. That, it's, like, well, it's, it's like, yeah, most politicians and rich people yeah. just have so it's like, like psychopathic, yeah, psychopathic, Disney, psychopathic tendencies. the Disney Corporation as a giant psychopath. It has eliminated the competition, but being a psychopath, it doesn't want to make people happy. It just yeah. wants to guard its own property. Yeah. So it's not going to play nice with the theaters. It's like, no, it's mine. You keep away. Yeah. And it's only going to sell... Disney's only going to show movies it wants to show, even yeah. though it owns Fox, yeah. to Disney, Disney's more important than Fox Disney. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But see, like, I mean, I don't know legally how it works. They don't even have to use the Fox banner anymore, right? 
I don't even I don't, know. I don't know. Le- legally, I'm not sure yeah. if movies made before X date might have to still no, like, use. No, I'm not talking about before X date. I'm like from now on. Yeah. Oh, from now on, no. Probably not. So, they, even though... They don't even have to, they don't even have to say this is owned by Fox. This was once owned by Fox. Probably not, no. Like, they, just, if Deadpool... Like, if you watch Deadpool 1 and it has the Fox logo, and you watch Deadpool 2 and it has the Fox logo, and then you watch Deadpool 3 and it has the Disney logo, so? Yeah. yeah. People don't watch the movie for the logos. No. Yeah. I think it's just Disney trying to push its own agenda. Yeah, it's and literally yeah. some guy in a room we being talk, an asshole. Yeah, we talk yeah. about this or every time Disney comes up. It's the whole like revisionist history where they're trying to yeah. shape the world but in it's their also, image. It also probably <laughs> points the ears. to, probably <laughs> the also points to internal division within Disney about Fox. Yeah. Because D- Disney is effectively hurting itself here. Because they bought Fox. They own Fox. Mm. Disney's continuing to hurt Fox. Regardless of what their intentions are, if they yeah. want to move it into their own databanks, streaming service, or what have you, they're still hurting themselves. They're mm. still hurting their own company. Yeah. So it seems to me that there's elements within Disney that are doing this because they still feel like Fox is still competition, even though it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's It's very much a competition angle sort of yeah. decision. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's like a warped. Yeah, like you said, Callum, like a rich person, Are they psychopathic. Still, like, is Disney still threatened by Fox, even though they own Fox? No, is that what, like I said, it doesn't I make think, any I reckon, sense. I reckon there's like one executive in a room. You'd think who's just an asshole with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, but you'd think they'd do what they do with with Star Wars. It's like we bought Star Wars. We're so we're going to crush it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> we're going to destroy it, it. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine if they did that? They bought <laughs> Star Wars and they're like, Star Wars is getting locked away and never being released. What they did... They did the you know opposite uh, smart thing or the normal thing. Um, we're gonna double down on Star Wars movies, yeah. one a year, possibly more. TV shows, video games, cartoons, merchandise. You know, why aren't they doing that for Alien or one of the the other Fox properties? You know, like because you can Disneyfy Star Wars. You but can't that, really Disneyfy Alien. But that's what I'm saying is the product won't be good, but they could do it. Why aren't they? I don't think like I don't want, I don't want them to. I don't think Ripley that's what, would be a very good would, princess. But, but that's what I'm saying is, I would rather they lock them in the vault than make Alien yeah. Five or whatever they're going to make uh, a PG-13 but that's, like, that, kids movie. But that's what I'm saying. But, Fox is still threatening to Disney because it's not part of Disney's vision for itself. Maybe, yeah. That's my it's that's some my part of their take squeaky on it. clean image. Yeah. Yeah. So they bought Fox to obviously get the rights back to Marvel, amongst other things, and you know maintain their oh. domination of the industry. But at the same time, Fox isn't part of their clean image, so yeah. we'll just throw Fox away because it's threatening to us. Mm. I suppose they could make the alien queen from Aliens a Disney princess. Well, but she's a queen. <laughs> yes, queen. A little tiara. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That was just like a I'm pretty. I'm like, pr- uh, I'm I've al- seen images yeah, where I'm the almost, alien is yeah. an alien as a Disney princess. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. almost 100 percent sure I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's so it's it's like it's like they listened to our piracy episode and went screw those guys. screw those guys. We're gonna double down <laughs> on all our like greedy, evil, nonsensical, spiteful business decisions. Well, you know, in America, there's that law that says a, a corporation is essentially a person. Yeah. Not all people are good. True. It's just like a... Much depressor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's everything we were talking about with the radio and well, not luckily, in real life. We can download movies if we absolutely have to. Yeah, well... But may like or said, may not. No, no, like I said, like, for, for the time being, we can go out and buy the movies we want to see because yeah. Disney haven't pulled well, lawyers well, off the shelves That's yet. actually... I was going to talk about that is... Do you remember the other night, I think I was talking to Nathan about... At JB, the you know they have the uh, the blue the really cheap Blu-rays, the ones like five dollars and under, yep. 
and I told you like the reason they're that cheap is because the distributor who released oh, them right, yeah. like went under and or like you know is or then they're they're deleted titles which mean they're no longer getting released and i told you like look out for that logo look out for that logo because uh, yeah we got uh mystic river for four dollars and 98 cents yeah, exactly Bargain. yeah but what i what i noticed i went to, back to jb the other day and i noticed that a lot of those movies that i was telling you about are actually fox movies so they've already been deleted out of the system quite some time ago and now they're all like five six bucks so i went to jb the other day and just got a stack let, of, let me know which ones yeah i've got a stack of fox movies like on blu-ray for like five bucks each L- let me know seriously let me know yeah. which ones you send me a photo and yeah. then i'll see which ones i'll go and see yeah. if i can buy a copy so like and that's my thing is now i'm afraid if these yeah. movies aren't getting now, released now on we become blu-ray again now i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna have to go out and seek all these before they become like really ridiculously expensive collector's items what a time to be alive. It's just... I don't know. Do, do movies not make money anymore? I mean, they make... They make more money make, than ever. Yeah, they make record profits every time a new one comes out, and yet... But we, how much we that still goes have to the to shareholders? Deal, yeah, we still have to deal with, as consumers, like, with uh, red tape and, like, uh, timed exclusives. It's and like what you were saying with Ready or Not. Subscription fees and... It's like what you were saying with Ready or Not. That was made by Fox Searchlight, and mm. you leaned over and said, so that's never coming to Blu-ray. Yeah. But that movie made 10 times its budget in profit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, why can't they come to Blu-ray? No, but it's like, like it might come to yeah, blue, but it was like a the, joke, the thing but is, you know yeah, what I mean. But like, the, the point still stands. These movies, even the smaller ones, still make money. Yeah. Yet, I bet you, and that Disney the, like, will look at this and I'll say it only it only made sixty yeah. million dollars. Like, mo- movies like Ready or Not or Jojo Rabbit, which is also Fox Searchlight, those were in development before mm-hmm. Disney purchased Fox. But going forward, after that, that's a, maybe a different story. Am I wrong in? Reading somewhere that Disney's slowing down Fox Searchlight as well. They're not releasing as many no, movies. I'm, I'm pretty sure as soon as they bought Fox, they like slashed the staffing yeah, of like all like the Fox side of things. They slashed like they cancelled all in development projects. They that sounds. Like, I, I mean, the, obviously, I don't know the law, but that sounds illegal. No, so they, like, no buy, they own it. They can do. I know, but want. it just it just feels so yeah. corrupt to buy a company who is your opponent and then be like. Yeah, we're gonna bring the hammer down. You're hurting yourself at that point. Yeah, but th- that's so. that's why I'm confused. Is I mean, I know I don't. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I don't know the legality of it. I don't know the business side of it. But really, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, you know, you got all these properties now. I mean, it's, it's lock not them like away. it's not like Disney doesn't make money. Yeah, but it's like like what's what's the problem here? Yeah. Are they are they? Are they you know, trying to save like, money in the budget. I guess, yeah. I guess it all comes back to that psychopathic image they have of themselves. It's like we're Disney. You know, we have to. Then again, I'm reading about I'm reading about this issue at the moment with Fox Searchlight, and it, from three weeks ago, apparently it's been business as usual, and they haven't mentioned any cards. And mm. and then one of the people in Fox Searchlight, um, they were being taught that was like an interview, um, and. He he goes on to say people forget that Disney owned Miramax for many many years, and Miramax released all kinds of stuff that Disney probably wouldn't approve of. Mm, yeah, but see that that's why. But this is why the news is so confusing because when they purchase Fox, I also thought I we, heard like cut cut yeah, cut. Yeah, that that definitely. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that happened. But on top of that. When they purchased Fox, I was like, well, they can still release stuff like Deadpool and Alien, like the violent stuff, just under the Fox banner. Yeah. The, the parent company is Disney. 
and they make the profits, yeah. but then their their brand name and their image is not tarnished, like with Miramax. They That's didn't right. they didn't put the Disney logo before the Miramax logo. They just put no. the Miramax logo. Of course. So I thought they were going to do the same with the Fox stuff, but now with this stuff where they're putting it in the vault, it's like why? Like you don't have to attach the Disney logo. You can still just use the old Fox logo. Because you I'm still just, because you own again, it again, it goes back to what my you're, it goes you're back going to, to be making the money anyway. It goes, ba- it goes back to my opinion on the issue, like reaffirming my stance that it's because Disney doesn't want to share the sort of the praise. It, it doesn't want yeah. to share the theater with Fo- it's yeah, with know. Fox. I think even we'll though Disney no, is, I reckon, Fox. I reckon we'll find out. I reckon you can't because this has been news. This whole thing yeah. about Disney are not not uh, not allowing theaters to show certain films. I think eventually we'll find out. I think that this is something that will actually resolve. So it's uh, I feel like the superhero movies are like Disney's number one goal yeah. in Star Wars, and it's like they're just gonna. But we have Disney's plan is to have these movies pretty much all year round, and then you're like, well, you don't need Fox because we want people to go see I suppose, this. I suppose yeah. what what it might be is how about you don't play Alien and how about you play yeah uh, how, fucking Ant Man three exactly yeah that's I think, that's it I yeah. think I think that's what's happening. I think Disney's like, well, we want we want people to. It's like a yeah. cur- like Disney yeah. wants to curate theaters. Yeah. It's like it's like you Disney Plus is your one streaming service where all the stuff yeah. is on. You don't buy anything else, you don't buy Blu-rays, you know, you just subscribe to the ongoing service. They'll eventually raise the price more and more and more. And yeah, all the stuff that comes out of the movies is just the Disney Princess uh live action remake. Kid stuff, hero yeah. stuff, cartoons, Pixar stuff and superhero stuff. And that's it. And Star Wars, the only yeah. stuff the stuff that makes a billion dollars. Yeah. That's the, all they want you to go see. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's like, it's a very negative opinion. Well, but I, I think know, that's it's very it. cynical. But yeah. It's very also, cynical, but I think that's the way Disney but that's is how, approaching yeah, it. That's how it works. Yeah. Like, they're just this whole HBO succession. Because I'm sure, I'm sure, technically speaking, a theatre that has, like, Endgame playing will earn more money than a theatre that has, India, for just example, like Indiana Jones and the latest Raiders of the Lost Ark. You're yeah. gonna have more bumps in seats for Ant Man than you will for Tomb Raider. Uh, um, <laughs> that's probably Indiana still. Jones, yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they're like that stuff's old. Yeah, it's like won't yeah, won't make as much money. But uh, I don't know. Fuck them. And that's why you should have your own home cinema, people. Yeah, we're, we're in <laughs> we're in such a weird like situation here, like where we're we're so like anti Disney monopoly and so anti Disney's um, corruption and uh, everything uh, they stand for. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Like uh, controlling the flow of information, yeah. misinformation, and in revisionist history, and like their whole like just business practices. Like we're so against that, but it's like we love Marvel so much, and it's <laughs> like we have this show and we love watching movies and TV shows. It's like. Well, it's like we have, like we have to consume. I feel it bad saying no, no, no. Mm-hmm. if I could snap my fingers and I could be like no Marvel movies, but s- like cinema goes back to normal, Fox goes back to yeah. normal. I probably would. Well, you mean like I, the nineties, like the nineties? Yeah, kind if of I movies? could be like, yeah. I'll but, snap my fingers. Yeah, and then Disney no longer controls everything. I get probably would. Get your infinity yeah. gauntlet out. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's like we joke with Jeff Bezos, where it's like. Yes, we want that billion dollar Lord of the Rings series. We want that more than anything. Like we would die for that series. But also, maybe that billion dollars could go to like feeding the homeless, saving or, the planet, you know, yeah. yeah, fighting climate change, or you know, like, the, like it's, we'd survive. It, we're in this weird between a you rock know, and a hard place. Like, like we want it, but also, you know, Martin it's against Scors- our principles. Martin but- Scorsese couldn't get his movie made. Yeah, 
That that ends yeah, our point, but, basically. But Martin yeah. Scorsese can't get the Irishman made, but they'll let Ryan Johnson make the Last Jedi. Yeah. Insert alarm. My bad. But still. Oh fuck! Now I have to edit in the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I have to do that. I'm sorry. But you know, my, my point is, it's like Disney. Like, yeah, who, and uh, I mean, not just Disney, but like the film industry as a whole. Yeah. It's like fuck Martin Scorsese. No one cares about his kind of like you know his yeah. older style of filmmaking. I guess it comes with the the Fox thing we're talking about. It's yeah. like fuck yeah. those old movies. Yeah. There's no explosions in this shit. Yeah. You can't market Predator to children. <laughs> yeah. It's like you gotta get rid of that. <laughs> You can't put mouse ears on the... Oh, you could. <laughs> Callum, we're going to write that as well. Okay, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Disney versus Predator. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mouse versus Predator. <laughs> It'll be easier now that they gave Predator autism. <laughs> oh. hey, no, fits. the Predator wants autism. That, he that didn't fits. get it. Oh, my bad. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That, that fits into Disney's <laughs> audience, I think. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thank God I'm not editing this show. I, I apologize. I Should I cut that out? I don't know. It happened. I it happened. I... I don't know. I'll probably leave it in. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, hey, don't apologize. We didn't make that shitty film. No, I just meant the whole like... <laughs> no, no, this, yeah, yeah. It was a bit inappropriate. But I, yeah, I will... Yeah. I, we're not... I'll apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, speaking of Disney and their bullshit... The, the Mandalorian comes out in like two weeks. The trailer so looks interesting. Yeah. another rock launch here? Well, I think, I, think, I think it comes out in the 19th, even though it's supposed to launch in the 12th everywhere else. So we have to wait. Yeah, of course, because Australia. Flying that Jolly Roger flag. Yeah. But anyway. Is it one a week or all at once? I think it's one a week. Oh, yeah, this is Disney. Awesome. Yeah, gonna... I can wait. Yeah, but, but this is the thing is like we're in that rock of the hard place where it's like don't want to support Disney, don't like Star Wars anymore. But it's like, I don't want to be the one guy who hasn't seen the show. And it's like, everyone's like, it, it doesn't like... You know, back in the olden days... I'm so confused. I, I just wish Disney would be like, you know what? Instead of making all these TV shows, we're just going to spend all this money on hiring authors to write science fiction novels. Yeah, you know but I mean? science fiction novels don't make billion dollars no. every time they come out, you know? Yeah. Um. Also, like, it, like it's also like because like, we have the show... It's like people kind of expect us to talk oh, about it, but also yeah, we don't course. have that many listeners, so it's like we could talk about whatever the hey, fuck we want. I see the Facebook metrics. Re- we but, reached 98 yeah, people. But that's that's the thing is every time we talk about Star Wars, our like metrics spike. Yeah, our our yeah. audience, like uh, like uh, listeners, uh, spike. It's because we have spicy hot takes. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> spicy. <laughs> Very spicy. <laughs> um Speaking of hot takes and directly related to Star Wars, the showrunners of Game of Thrones, um, David the, Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Who ruined D&D. Who, yeah, D&D. Yeah. Who I think people have started, started calling them 2D, which I don't know if that's an effort to like divorce them from D&D, which is besmirching the good name of Dungeons and Dragons. But yeah, whether D&D or 2D, whatever you call them, the idiots who ruined Game yes. of Thrones... Um, they, like there was a, a like a Q and A panel recently where they straight up admitted they didn't know what they were doing, and they yeah, they it's like, the Ryan Johnson thing. It's yeah, like, oh, this is going blind. Yeah, be they, fine. but they also like admitted to like not liking the fantasy elements and trying to play those down <sighs> and trying to reach a wider audience, and they're just fucking rich. Again, it ties into a whole discussion. <laughs> rich douchebags who came from money. And were, have no talent, were just allowed to do whatever they want because 
they came from money. And so, oh, uh, my son wants to be a screenwriter, throw some money at the, the guy and he'll, you know, get him a job yeah, kind yeah. of thing, you know? So, it's that kind of thing. But then, because they, they were announced to be making a new Star Wars movie yeah, for, or so series just of some, movies. Some context. So, from, from what I understand, they were going to do more Game of Thrones episodes. But then, oh yeah, we already talked about yeah, that a while back. But then back, they yeah. cut those episodes yeah. down so they could go and make the Star War. Yeah. So exactly. So like <laughs> now every, they dropped out of Star yeah. Wars. So now, yeah, now they're not doing Star Wars anymore either. What and, but, a waste. But, yeah, but it's like, but but when we when we heard they were doing Star Wars, we're like, well, it's a match made in heaven. These idiots who ruin Game of Thrones who don't know what they're doing, and the idiots who make these shitty Star Wars movies who don't know what they're doing, working together. Then we heard Ryan Johnson was making his trilogy, which is like, oh, well, the idiot who made the worst Star Wars movie is now <laughs> making another trilogy. It's like, it's all like, it's all match made in heaven. And then we're, then I heard there was rumors that D&D and Ryan Johnson were working together on the trilogy. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like Disney listens to our show and is just trying to piss you know, off. All piss those times off. I said, Bob, we know Bob Iger listens. I wasn't lying. Yeah, well, <laughs> he, he listens, but then he, out of spite, he does bad. Well, it's probably not his fault, but anyway. It's not his fault anymore. Yeah, not his fault anymore. But, um, and then, yeah, now, now D&D are leaving the Star, like Star Wars project. It's good Netflix. Was. Because they signed this huge mega deal at Netflix, which is concerning again. It's because like we always try to champion Netflix, but it's like, what crappy show are they going to make there? Or shows or they're going to oversee the Witcher they, season two. They can't ruin oh. the Witcher. They, they can't ruin the Witcher. Yeah, because that's being made already. Yeah, and they can't ruin Cowboy Bebop. They were they were going to make that. They could ruin Ghost well, they, of the they, Shell. They, they could ru- they could ruin Cowboy Bebop because a whole thing's been filmed because John Cho hurt himself. Yeah, but is so it's, it's like too they late could in insert for, themselves yeah. into yeah no Ooh. they won't do. But they were going to make that that show like a few years ago. They were, they had, they were going to make a show. I can't remember what network that was on. It was like, what if the Confederacy won the oh, Civil yeah, War? Oh, yeah, yeah. That could be oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and then and a lot like, of people... That could be interesting, like, but not if those guys yeah, wrote yeah, it. Yeah, you know no, what no. I mean? And we want... Like, um, what's his name? Damien Lindelof? Um, yeah. Who did The Leftovers and Watchmen? I want him to make oh, that show. that segues into my next A lot of people didn't well. want that, that show made because they're like, do. oh, it's going to... Oh, yeah. yeah. The racists don't want that show made because it makes them look bad. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, that show could be good if it was written by someone intelligent intelligent and it was subtle and was a commentary on the stuff we're facing now and wasn't and wasn't a secret dog whistle to the people who would actually like that uh reality to have existed but these guys are not the guys to do yeah yeah all they did is go wouldn't it be cool if the Confederacy, like, we made a like, alternate history movie? Like, they watched the man in the high castle and like, yeah, we, we can, can make do this that. American. Yeah, make that. yeah, like they, they, I don't think they're smart enough or have you know the the foresight to like pull actually, it off convincingly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that's not coming to Netflix. Whatever they're doing there, I don't know. But they're not doing Star Wars, which again, in a weird kind of place where I'm like, good, but also. Star Wars is the perfect place for them because then I don't care it's already if it's ruined. bad. Yeah, it's already yeah, yeah. ruined. So they can ruin all that all they want. But if they ruin other stuff, <laughs> it's like, oh, I like other stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, the the Damon Lindelof point uh, ties segues into uh, Watchmen, the series. I still haven't seen the pilot. I watched the first, the first two episodes are out. They're good? Uh, yeah, I watched them this afternoon. What, two questions. Pre- uh, is it good? And do I need to have prior knowledge? So, so far, I th- I like it. I think you you guys will like it. Um, and 
we'll have to wait till the series season's finished, but there's like a lot of cool shit to talk about. And I like the way it kind of deals with certain things. But two, your second point, you don't necessarily have to have read the book. We have the book at home. But, you know, yeah, I know, but... but it will make it so much better. I'll just watch the motion comic. Oh, oh. God. You know, <laughs> that, that, we've talked, yeah, we were <laughs> talking about that, that, poor, that poor voice actor who, it would, you know... The, the motion comic would be a masterpiece yeah, if they had yeah, the a voice more cast. than one guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I hate to shit on that guy because he's worked really hard, but fuck, when he does the voice of Silk Spectre, I want to kill myself. Um, Go on. Yeah, so you don't have to, but like I feel like you should. At the very least, if you watch the movie, which is different from the novel, and the the Watchmen series is a sequel to the novel and not the movie because the movie changes things. I mean, you've seen the movie, so you know the general story. But yeah, if you know if you know the novel, then it's it's just a much Does, richer. Do you have to do you have to have any knowledge of the the new Watchmen comics? No, which no, should no, not no, have no, been no, made? no, 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 no. It's not it's not connected to those at all because you know they reboot. those don't exist. Yeah, oh, good because you we, know, yeah, we, I yeah, think we talked about this on yeah, the I show. Like, I don't give a I don't those give don't a exist. shit. That's the, a war crime as yeah, far as I Those concerned. should never yeah. have existed. Those don't exist. Um, that's like, do you remember when, uh, like 10 years ago when the Watchmen movie came out and a guy, like an animator on YouTube, he made a Watchmen, like a Saturday morning cartoon commercial, like as no. a joke, like he's like, now they're going to make Watchmen everything. Uh, so yeah, he made this yeah. really funny, like cheesy Saturday morning cartoon of like Watchmen and it's like, huh? um, but yeah, like, no, it's, it's really good. It's HBO. So best place for it. Super the costume design. I've seen yeah. pictures and the yeah. costume design Super looks really weird. It looks weird. really, yeah, looks really nice. You know, no content restrictions, swearing, violence, nudity, all that great stuff. You know, it's super weird. Great cast, great acting. Uh, Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor do the nice. music. So got that. And yeah, it does. It, it deals with some really interesting stuff from the comic book, but also kind of obviously commenting on stuff that's happening yeah. now and like we were just talking about with the D's uh confederacy show or whatever where it's like they kind of do that kind of thing where they're kind of like because it's set in the alternate watchmen universe there's like a, a sort of racial white supremacist movement going on based on rorschach and and all this like weird yep. kind of and they they kind of do these flashbacks to to history showing like these you know african-american you know communities and so it's it's a lot of interesting stuff, which we'll have to see how that plays out. Because it could shit the bed real quick. Like it, it could <laughs> yeah. it could get to episode five, and they're just like, we don't know what Look, to do. I, I trust in Lindelof. Yeah, um, I trust in HBO as well. Yeah, because he he's got a very good track record. Well, he had a spotty track record until recently. He okay. kind of redeemed himself. Because don't forget, he 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 was one of the main forces on Lost. <sighs> And then he was the guy who wrote, rewrote Prometheus. To Never make mind. It Prometheus. Never mind. Yeah, it Ooh, wasn't. Yeah. Un- yeah, it wasn't until the leftovers that people were like, "Hey, this guy's actually pretty interesting." And now I think this show follows in the vein of Leftovers, where it's like a weird semi-post-apocalyptic alternate history, you know, kind of thing. And so it's it's like much more interesting. And is Alan Moore's name connected? No. no? Because Alan, this, I know, he doesn't own the rights. This, yeah. was this it actually, Lindelof said that was it. Lindelof that yeah, he said thinks that Alan Moore put Alan a curse Moore. on him. Good, put a yeah. curse on him. But like, because Alan Moore doesn't put his name on any movies yeah. or TV shows based on his work. If you've ever seen any movie based on Alan Moore, they'll never have his name on it. Yeah. But what's funny is at the end of the at the end credits, 
it says written by Damon Lindelof and then it you know next credit it goes um based on the co- uh, comic book co-created by Dave Gibbons and then it goes to the next <laughs> and it's like so aw- it's so awkward <laughs> it's like, oh. But no, that, but that's the way Alan Moore wants it. It's not like yeah. he's not getting yeah, yeah. the credit. Like he, that's the way he wants it. And like props to him for sticking to his guns. Yeah, yeah. He's the ultimate like fuck Hollywood guy. We're talking a big game, but we'll be there oh, in yeah. the seats paying the money. We'll be paying Disney till the end of time. But he's the ultimate like fuck everyone, you know, doesn't give a fuck. Um, Genius though. Yeah. Oh, best. Best writer. Oh, Neil Gaiman's up there. We were, no, I mean, Alan Moore's better than Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Because in terms of his uh, his not have you, he wrote a novel yeah. called Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. Did you finish that? I did. Okay. No, so I <laughs> I, I, no, know, I skipped you know one last, chapter. Was it last week? I skipped one chapter that was seven hundred pages. No, 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 I read it. No, no, I skipped one chapter because do you remember when I was trying to read Ulysses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's it kind of Ulysses is fine until halfway. And then I'm not smart enough anymore because it turns into like just it's like white salad. Yeah. So well, maybe you are smart enough, and the, the book is dumb. Well, th- th- there's no so scholars still debate today whether yeah. or not uh, whether Joyce was tag. like yeah exactly yeah. yeah. So there's a part in um, Alan Moore's Jerusalem where it's the story of James Joyce's daughter, and he emulates the style of James Joyce. Yeah, and it's done in a really good way. But I don't know fucking time. Yeah, he <laughs> just like oh, I was like on. nah next yeah. chapter, and then it goes on with the normal stuff. But yeah. That novel, incredible. Re- yeah, remember when I was like congratulating you, shaking your hand for finishing it? Oh yeah, it's like yeah. Do you, I have to do the same thing for for Jerusalem. It's, it's like, like shake his hand though because he technically didn't finish it. Oh yeah, no, I skipped that chapter, but I don't have time for. I'm, um, you know, yeah. there's so many good shit. At a to certain read. point, and a certain point when you get to that weird word salad thing, it's like you, your eyes kind of glaze over. And yeah, you're not even reading anymore. It kind of gives you a headache. Yeah, because you're thinking you have to connect, you know, things you're reading to things that happened before, and then it's yeah. Just, it's not linear. It's yeah. like it's it's a pain in the ass. Mm. Yeah, but Alan Moore genius. Oh, from yeah. you still haven't read From Hell, have you? I haven't found it because I want to buy it. And yeah. like the only from From Hell, I like, want to get one of those hardback copies yeah. that costs like a billion yeah. dollars. From Hell is like the most genius thing I've ever. Like it blew my mind. I was like, holy fuck! Like I think that's better than Watchmen. Yeah, like, it I, blew my fucking mind. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, so I've, good. I've heard good things. Um. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty good. Oh, The Last of Us Two was delayed until May uh, twenty twenty. It, it was like also Watch Dogs. Um, yeah, a bunch of other games. Bunch of other games. Yeah, which is you know honestly what? fair enough. Yeah, but I now like people uh, seem to be taking it really well. Yeah, like I feel like no, no, yeah, like I'm not angry about no, it. I, I would rather them take an extra six months or even yeah. a year yeah. and pay their staff appropriately. Well, yeah, and like no crunch time. No, yeah, I, I remember when we were talking about how they announced the. The date in like to be February, yeah, and I was like, for, "That's more time for us to yeah, break this stranding in Cyberpunk." But but here's my problem: is like uh, I was like happy when when they said it was going to be released in in February. I was like, "That's so soon." I, I thought it was going to be end of 2020. Yeah. You know, I thought they were going to polish it. Now they, you know, it's middle middle mid 2020. But um, I was like, "Well, now that fucks up my plans because uh, Cyberpunk comes out in April 2020." Yeah, that's bold. So I, I can't. You can't not like you can't not play Cyberpunk to play like to play Last of Us, but and yeah. I was like then I have to replay the first Last of Us to play. I'm like there's just too many good games. I can't even, can't even yeah. right now. I'm just I've been I've been it's like it's also binging. crazy because March is when Final Fantasy VII remake comes out. Yeah, so see, like, yeah, another game. Yeah, like I like I've been binging <laughs> all these TV shows trying to get them out of the way so I can play more games, but I'm like I don't have time. 
And then like uh, Death Stranding comes out, I think next week. I'm like, shit, now I gotta play that. They're like, oh, oh no, I'm it's too much. But yeah, excited. We'll we'll talk about that if not next week, the week after, or yeah. And and when Watchmen finishes, oh, is it we'll... Conan O'Brien's in Death Stranding? Is he? Yeah, he yeah, gives you, you a get a free, suit. You get a free suit from him that helps you swim in the river or whatever. And it's cool. Conan. It's Conan O'Brien as Conan yeah. O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. yeah does he on... do the voice as well? Yeah, he no, does. He, it's Conan O'Brien. I, I know in they, character yeah. as Conan because I know there's a f- there's a few cameos where they just. Uh, no, no, the, it's, Conan, it's Conan. It's Conan. It's Conan O'Brien as Conan O'Brien in an, with an otter suit. Yeah, and you're swimming down the river, and if you're wearing Conan O'Brien's otter suit, your character makes a funny little otter motion, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> Kojima's such a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, fucking hell! <laughs> Alrighty, let's get out of here. I think that's enough uh, for that's today. Enough. Um. Alrighty, thanks everyone for listening. Please like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tuesday Review AU. Follow me on Instagram at Channel Drifter, where I post every time I watch a movie and you know give a little recommend or not recommend. I've been watching so many movies and has you know, no time to talk about them on the show, but you can keep up with what I've been watching there. In the Tall Grass on Netflix, highly recommended. Um, you can find uh, our previous episodes on your favorite podcasting app, so be sure to subscribe. Um, if you like video games, check out Alan and Jake and Nathan's show, Sunrise Arcade, where they do video game news and reviews. Uh, Our friend Matt has his automotive discussion show called Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E. Be sure to check both of those out. And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Tuesday Review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Thanks, everyone, again. Adios, cousins.